This is the Truth Network. Bible Wonders of Habakkuk. We are back from our fishing trip. How fun with my future son-in-laws. And oh, (laughs) we caught fish and we studied about God. We did sort of a mini boot camp and there was oh so much that God taught me and I think my son-in-laws along the way. And so fun to come back today and look at uh, what God is teaching us in Habakkuk 3, 4 or the Dalad verse of (laughs) Habakkuk chapter 3. And we'll just read it in English and dig in because it's spectacular. It says, and his brightness was as the light he had horns coming out of his hand, and there was a hiding of his power. So, you know, kind of confusing from a standpoint of horns coming out of his hand. <laughs> you know, that's translated in almost every single other translation as beams of light coming out of his hand. But there's the thing I like about the King James Version. If you go look at a beam of light, it doesn't, it does resemble a horn, and that's the idea actually, of those beams of light are as a reflection of his power that come out of his hands as almost a horn. And I love the idea of hiding of his power. So, you know, very cool is, as Rashi would explain this, that, that God has revealed himself at Mount Sinai, and now he is particularly eloquent, I thought, on the part about his, his uh, strength being hidden and what he wrote there is the, the Targum renders there his strength, which had previously been hidden, was revealed in the secret place of the Most High. And, and therein lies that beautiful word secret or hidden. And, you know, again, they're referring to what happened at Mount Sinai is their, you know, way of looking at this particular verse. And there's no doubt that that was part of it. Um, But when you start thinking about horns and revelation of light, you can't help but think about the very beginning. And again, I think uh, very much Habakkuk is giving us the larger story. And, you know, not after John 1-1 comes Revelation 1-1. I mean, not after. It does come after Revelation 1-1. Excuse me. Genesis 1-1 does come after John 1-1. In other words, then God created light. And light uh, shows his power, no doubt. I mean, the sun is pretty powerful, <laughs> but he's even more powerful than that. And the, the, what's really cool is these beams of light coming out of his hand. And to me, like Rashi, the spectacular part of it is this hidden idea. And so when you look inside, that word is the key to the verse to me as it it shows something I learned very much on this trip was that... <laughs> You know, I've often talked about that Noah spelled backwards is grace. Well, grace spelled backward is Noah (laughs) and to to some extent. And the the word that would be retranslated the other way around has to do with comfort because Noah would comfort his people. He was their favorite, but he was the only one left, you know, and the way he comforts him is with the comfort that God had comforted him with. In other words, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 you know, the God of all comfort. Well, if anybody needed to comfort his generations, you know, everybody had been wiped out except, you know, Noah's family. And so he was in his own way, you know, the one that comforted everybody after that. And so the idea of grace and comfort are very, very much connected. And the beauty of this particular uh, word that is 
you know, translate hidden has to do with Bina, which is the idea of, of understanding, you know, the, of the seven anointings, which, by the way, are in their own way, great light that comes out because there are going to be seven horns in the book of Revelation, and those would be beams of light as well. And so when you think about this particular one of understanding is hidden inside of a hat and a nun, so that if you look at the word hiding or hidden here, it, it's it's like the word understanding that's bookend by the letters for the for the word both grace or comfort again take the letters and do them backwards and you get that but if you get, you get comfort but if you do them forward the way the word is that it starts with a het and then it has bina which is understanding and then it ends in a nun and so the idea from my standpoint is here's un- understanding inside of grace you know, how how amazing is that? Well, in order to get that grace, in order to get that understanding, you have to go back to this is the Dalit verse, right? That this is hidden to those who will humble themselves, right? The meek shall inherit the earth. <laughs> this power is this bright, bright light to those of us who are in the dirt and humble in his servants and love him with all our hearts. It's absolutely exciting to get this light, but for everybody else, it's going to reveal all that's been hidden, and that's not going to be pretty at all. It brings judgment of all sorts of different kinds. And so, you know, as God reveals his power, oh my goodness, it's a wonderful thing for those of us who are in Christ. It's a horrible thing um, for those poor folks who didn't uh, humble themselves while they were on the earth. And so, you know, this is very much the dollar verse, in my opinion. And, and it gave me a great deal of insight into the horns that are referred to in the book of Revelation and in Daniel. And, you know, that horns are translated both ways as these beams of light. And I, I actually went and Googled, you know, light beams to see and saw some beautiful light beams that very much look like a horn. I get it. And so I understand, you know, some aspect of this that, you know, his power is absolutely a spectacular thing. But of course, those who want it hidden um, don't want it all to come out into the light. But for those of us that cling to the dust, like the Dalit verse would say, oh, what a beautiful thing it is. So, you know, while we were on this adventure, you know, I was sharing all sorts of different (laughs) stories in my life with my future son-in-laws. Most of, you know, where I had been comforted through some crazy situations in, you know, my suicide attempts and my um, falling out of the tree and time and again, God comforted me so that I could comfort others. And, and then we watched a movie clip from the Butterfly Circus, which I hope you'll go watch that at some point in time where this man without any arms and legs essentially, is, you know, is given a new life. And as a result of his uh, triumph, uh, he's able to comfort other people with arms and legs. And, and, and again, the idea is for those of us who actually get the Dalit, Vav Dalit, you know, get to the point where we can cling to the dust and allow his mercy to pour over us, then we are comforted and then in a position to comfort others as we have been comforted. And, and it's such a beautiful thing, um, this verse is, because as we've received the light in beautiful ways, in mercy and all that, um, and comfort, we are then able to share it with other people who are in so, similar circumstances, 
And though this verse is clearly pointing towards both the beginning and the end in the very larger story that it is pointing to, it's also here every single day for those who live in, ter- in eternity because time is all about where we are and where we're going. <laughs> so I love it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>